Hello, beautiful, and welcome to Finding Fertility. Happy Friday, all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co. It is the beginning of August. I can't believe how fast this year is actually going, considering everything that's happening in the world and what's happening in our own personal, private lives. I know during my years of infertility, every month was another month that I felt frustrated, alone. I didn't understand what I needed to do for a lot of it. And then when I started putting things into place, I didn't understand why they weren't working. So you know that we have some amazing programs that are going online right now, the Finding Fertility Formula. But I also want to remind you that I have a few slots open right now for one-to-one coaching. The wait list isn't that long. So if this is something that you're super interested in, give me an email. We can discuss any questions that you have about the one-to-one coaching packages, especially with the functional testing. If you're kind of, I don't know what testing to do, but I'm really interested in it, send me an email with your details of your journey and I can point you in the right direction of what testing could possibly help get down to the root cause of your infertility. Super excited for today's interview. It's Dr. Emma Brzezinski. I absolutely adore this woman and she is, she's made some radical changes to what she's bringing out to the world. So I'm super excited to have her on and have you listen to her new adventure. So without further ado, let's get to the show. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm super excited to have my lovely friend on Dr. Emma Brzezinski. You've been on the podcast quite a lot, man. You are one of our talk show co-hosts and we had a really amazing chat. It was over a year ago now that we had that chat. (laughs) But I'm really excited to have you on because you've kind of shifted in what you're doing in the fertility community. And I'd like you to talk about a little bit how what this shift is and what you are about to unleash on the world. Well, thank you very much for talking to me officially again. (laughs) Yeah, no, so I'm coming out of the closet is the the thing. And I think this all starts with my fertility journey. And so I say I never intended, as many of us didn't, ever intend to become a fertility coach, ever intend to go into this kind of work. And very often people come into this field because of their own experiences. And that was true for me. A big part of my fertility journey, which I didn't really, it's always been there, but I was never really open about it, um, was the kind of the sort of spiritual aspect of the journey for me it was it was that was a massive part of it I think I got to a place where I was so desperate that I was willing to give anything a go try anything so I did yeah did all sorts of things including engaging with kind of different spiritual practices and also it was that sense of just kind of opening up to a higher power so that was a really important part of my work and it's always as a therapist I'd always had a kind of shamanic orientation which meant that I I kind of worked one-on-one with people and believed that they their kind of their spirit guides would be working with me but I would never it wasn't ever a sort of 
of a thing. And I think that the honest truth is I kind of was a bit scared about that. In terms of you say that to people, they think you're uh, kind of, you know, too woo-woo, too out there. And I suppose I had a kind of judgment about myself uh, on that. But I know that it's so important. And the more that I um, worked as a fertility coach and the more that I deepened my own practice, it seemed more and more important to be really open about that and offer that to other people. Yeah, I mean, you're classically trained. You have a doctorate. You are a therapist. A therapist. I'm an academic. I, you know, I'm all of that. So that doesn't necessarily sit that well. Although I do, in all of this, I've held on to Jung. So Carl Jung, you know, father of psychological theory, he basically, he would, you know, he was a shaman. So he would be delivering lectures to the Vienna Psychological Society during the day and then at night he would be journeying to his spirit guide so I kind of I've kind of held on to that in terms of that is a model and the more I talk to people about it the more people everybody experiences this everyone experiences those spiritual nudges we've all had that sense of oh you know I wonder how Karen is and then she rings you up or you open a book and it's just the right thing. I have a feeling about something. And then you look back and go, I knew that. I knew I should have done that. So that, that sense of we, we have that and we know that. So I think acknowledging that and allowing that people to be fully present in their journey and knowing how important it was to me. I, I think it was that sense of actually I'm doing people a disservice if I don't work with them on that level because I know how important it was to me. We just got pushed away from all our natural abilities, right? Over yeah. centuries, I mean, hundreds of years. We're not just talking about modern, modern day technology here. You know, there was this very big divide. And for whatever reason, it became very woo woo to, you know, even talk about diet and nutrition and, you know, the Holy Ghost and all those type of things. It kind of just got a little bit too much for people and like, no, we're, we're so disconnected from that. I believe now, especially with everything that's going on in our current situation with COVID and Black Lives Matter, that there's this huge conscious shift in the world. So there's this younger generation. So like I'm borderline millennium, but like the Gen Zers are really just... We ain't going to take this bullshit anymore. (laughs) There's something bigger than what the government or whoever, you know, whoever we want to blame is saying, right? For a very, very long time, we've just kind of all marched in line with what the doctors said, what our therapist said, what our parents said, what our, you know, congressmen said, what our church leader said. And I think a large majority of us are kind of waking up going, this doesn't feel right anymore. This doesn't make sense that we all just have to be really sick and then use medical support to support us. And my emotions are valid. Like our, we're finally allowed to say that out loud, right? Generations before us, they were suppressed. Their emotions, their connection to anything else was just very much suppressed. And now we're all kind of like, this is actually really important because trauma, as we now know, moves through the generations. So even if you personally haven't felt major or even semi-traumatic experience, your parents' traumatic experience or your grandparents' 
could easily have been passed on to you. And you're sitting there going like, why do I feel so out of control? <laughs> like I had a beautiful life. Why do I feel this way? And then infertility just tacks on, right? Then it's just like another heavy burden. So it becomes a very surreal experience because infertility then is treated clinically. Now that's, and it's, of course, the clinical thing is really important. I had my babies through IVF. That is an amazing thing. The clinical thing is an amazing thing. But for me, I was like, I, I can't bear the thought that what this, this mystical, magical, amazing thing, the creation of life gets dealt with just as a, as a clinical procedure. I was, my soul just couldn't handle that. And that's what sort of started me on the, on the other thing. Cause I remember going to the um, information evening at the clinic and they showed us the hatch that was going to be used. <laughs> and it just made me feel so awful. I think, you know, they were saying, oh, this is so biosecure. It's wonderful. And to me, it's just like, this is so miserable. This is the pathway through which my child went into the world is through a clinical hatch. So I think that there is, we are coming alive to the fact that our life experience is, is more than that, is more than procedures and processes that we are so much bigger than that, that whole, the whole kind of sense of institutions being shaken and institutions being broken down and people finding their own power and their own connection to a bigger story. And I think that's really true in the infertility, uh, you know, in a, in a fertility journey, because I think that's where you can experience that really weird disconnect in terms of here are you coming a mother entering into a new phase of your life. And it can just feel all wrong that you, it's then framed up in a clinical environment. It can feel really quite kind of, well, to me, it felt quite, well, I've always had a favor of hospitals anyway, but kind of almost violent in terms of that experience. And yes, indeed, in terms of past trauma and, and all of that, that it, again, it is a moment where you come into relationship with yourself, where you come into relationship of your recent history, where you come into relationship with your family history and the ancestors. You see yourself in, in a line of mothers. So there's a whole sense of a discovery of a different realm in that journey towards motherhood. So I think there's, there's all of that in there, which doesn't get dealt with in the leaflet, in the clinic leaflet. <laughs> and we're talking, you know, big steps, right? Like the clinic leaflet doesn't even have, let's talk about how emotional this time is for you physically, financially, and emotionally. So diving deep into, let's say, past trauma, or working with maybe the spirits that are around you. You know, a lot of people are like, what's going on? Including myself, I must have to say, like, it's, yeah. it's like the next step of the journey and being open to those things. Um, I know I'm a quite spiritual person. I know that I'm really open to that. But I think it's once again, that whole society thing or like when you bring bring it up to someone who might not be there, they make you feel weird because you want to explore that. And it's definitely getting over that BS because it's the yes. same thing with the food. Like for me, like I hated the fact that when I went to a restaurant, I would have to tell waiters like, I can't like no tomato. And they'd be like, what do you mean? You don't like tomato. And just like, no, I love tomato. I just can't eat it. And it was like getting over that, hearing what other people thought. <laughs> like you yeah. got to do yeah. you you got to do what you need to do. Well, and I think also tune into you. The, my big thing is just that kind of turning the volume up on that voice in you, because I think as you come into that, I say more and more doing that work, 
as you come in towards that step of, of taking steps towards becoming a mother, you will become really aware of it. It's a primal thing. It does not necessarily come from your head. It comes from your heart, from your soul, from your gut. It, it isn't, because in many ways, it's not a rational thing at all. <laughs> it's not rational. So you're already in a place, in a deeper place than, than that. And as I say, you're already you will already be shifting relationally with the ancestors, if we want to term it that way, because you are stepping up to be the the bearer of the next generation. So already there will be something shifting in you. And I think that is why infertility can be so devastating because this is a mantle that you're taking on and yet that's that's not happening. So they, there's, there's something else going on for you. There is big, big stuff in there in terms of these transitional moments. Speaking as a therapist, the transitional moments are those moments where you step out of, of where you were and what you know, you step out into this, what we, you know, that kind of liminal space, the space between. And that is a space where you are very raw and vulnerable, but it's also a space of great potential. So it's, it is a space where you're Identity becomes more fluid, but also you you feel things very deeply. Um, therefore, you may become aware of things that are around you. So in terms of feelings that you may have about things, unresolved things, and that is a very common experience you will know from, from talking with clients, very common things that come up, either you know problems within the family, within relationship, within yourself, and having a sense of something's blocking me, something's blocking me moving forward. What is that? I'm not sure what that is. That's not a kind of rod to beat yourself up with. That's a kind of a, an opportunity to go, okay, this I can take a look at this. And it's also an opportunity to, as I, I say, for me anyway, and I, I think commonly it's an opportunity to ask for help on a bigger scale. Once you start cracking into those hard emotional feelings and letting them in, you really start to notice when you start self-sabotaging yourself, where before you probably never noticed it. But when you really start connecting with yourself and knowing yourself and knowing your faults and your bad habits that you retreat to when times get hard or overwhelming, it's really enlightening. You either go with the flow and just go like, all right, I'm just going to take this one on the chin today because I can't handle it. Or you have enough emotional ability to go, I see what I'm doing here and I'm going to change it. I'm going to change this habit and this behavior. And it could be even little things like just talking to yourself and saying like, I'm not good enough to be a mom or if I become a mom or all those things, being able to shift those, you know, that language. I know for me, that was like one of the first things I did was just shift that voice in my head that things are possible. They are doable. Just got to believe in yourself. And it is. I think, again, the fertility journey is really tough because come to realize that no one else is looking after you, (laughs) truly. And you have to rely on yourself. You know, I hope that this isn't the experience for everybody, but I know it is very common experience because usually we think authority figures are out there. They're going to look after us. They're going to do the best for us. And they are good people. We are not saying they're not good people, but you may find that you are needing to advocate for yourself with um, the clinic, that, that, that you have to be your own, yeah, like I say, your own advocate. You have to look after yourself. You may find that people 
around you aren't able to give you the support that you are looking for. And so that is a super tough element of it that you can feel incredibly alone and unsupported. And that's why you need to absolutely be able to rely on yourself and absolutely know that those resources are in you in a different way that you, than you would have done before, really. This is a kind of really deep, well, as I say, a soul journey. This is a soul journey and your intuition, your own sense is there for you and we very rarely use it um, until we're faced with such challenges. hundred percent. I mean, there was no, no knowledge in my head about any of this. Even, you know, the first three years of my fertility journey was still very in the headlights, just do what the doctors say, do what the authorities say. They know, you know, there was literally social media was still an infant. I mean, I think maybe Facebook was just starting and yeah, none of the doctors were, were talking about this. And unfortunately, Unfortunately, a lot of doctors still aren't. Tell us a little bit about the spirits that are around us. Are they usually people that we have a connection with or knew, or could it be anyone? Mm. Not anyone, but like, do you know what I mean? Is there, yeah. is there a flow of that? Well, the, the, the shamanic perspective is that, you know, we are all kin, we are all family. And so the, the brilliant news is, because we've done all the bad news, <laughs> brilliant news is that you are surrounded by love and you are surrounded by support, but you, it's not necessarily something that you're going to sort of perceive with your brain. This isn't something that you're going to sort out with your brain, which for me was deeply frustrating because of course I, you know, I was an academic. That was, it's my, it was my head. That was how I was going to solve this problem. I was going to do loads of research and then it's all be all right. And then you realize, Ooh, Okay, not so. Yeah. So, in terms of starting with, and people do you kind of find it's all intuitive stuff, right? It's all stuff that we would do naturally. So, we bring flowers into our home to cheer us up and make us feel happy. And there's been loads of research, you know, empirical research that says flowers do make you feel happier. Flowers do make you feel more positive. Now, from a shamanic perspective, that is because the flowers are, you know, vibrating. They have energy and they are giving you their energy and sharing their love with you. We have pets in our homes to make us feel loved. And again, from a shamanic perspective, animals are our kin. Animals love us. Animals give us love. The shamanic perspective is it all has spirit. So this isn't necessarily people. It'll be plants, crystals, animals, all of those kinds of things. So you can start to surround yourself. Even if you don't think of yourself as woo-woo, you probably are already doing these kinds of practices in terms of having pictures of your ancestors around you. Most people do that naturally, intuitively in their home because you're surrounded by the love of those people. So you've got the love of, of nature. And to go out and be in nature fills your soul, restores you, you receive that loving energy from nature. Water is a great place to release um, distress into can, and, and fire. All the elements, in fact, will we'll kind of take that up. So that's one element of the, of the spiritual journey. And that is, that's your kind of, that's your entry level, <laughs> which most people, as I say, will naturally do. So yes, so I do journey to my spirit guides and I journey for other people for their spirit guides. And we all have loving presences who, and what blows me away is that they step forward to be our guides and they can be, they may be more of the angelic realm. They may be people who have passed 
And again, quite often, I don't know if you had accounts of this, but quite often I hear people talking about when they're going through a fertility journey, they get visited a lot in their dreams by family members or people that they've known that are there and to comfort them and welcome that because that's real. Those people are looking out for you and they are there for you. So that's kind of mid, I guess that's mid between our flowers and our visiting the angelic realm is in your dreams, welcoming those, the, the present, you know, those people who have passed and come to you but yes you can journey and you can have um I on my fertility journey was the first time that I did a shamanic journey and it was completely mind-blowing because I ended up I didn't realize it at the time but I ended up seeing myself and seeing my three babies I had triplets eventually I didn't know that that was going to happen but I saw three children and I just took this as a good sign at the time but of course looking back that's that's what it was so you can ask for information you can ask for guidance you can ask for healing and you can get some really specific messages on what useful things that you can do formulate a question and you can ask a question of the spirit realm and spirit is so ready to give you an answer and so you have done a reading for me and you did a reading for my husband. And one of the things that you made specific was that you you couldn't ask, how is it going to turn out? Or what was that? That you couldn't? Well, yeah. So, the, so spirit, of course, sees life differently to us. So there's a brilliant story my teacher tells about someone who went to her and said, should I marry this person? Should I marry? And, and so she journeyed and spirit said, yes, you should. And so the person got married to this person. The marriage was an absolute car crash. And the, the woman came back and said, but you told me to get married. And, and so um, went back to spirit and then realized that actually spirit's like, yeah, that was a brilliant experience because you learned all about loss and distress. And of course we don't want that. So if you ask spirit, should I do something the answer is usually going to be yes because spirit sees this as an opportunity we are here on earth to learn and grow this is like earth school and we are learning here so it is better to ask questions there are ways to formulate questions so that you can get some clearer answers rather than just a just a yes because we want to know a little bit more so we can make decisions right (laughs) yeah I asked Emma to journey for me when right when COVID started happening we actually had an opportunity to buy a house Um, but there was obviously a lot of questions in the air and there still is because my husband works for Hawaiian Airlines and obviously the airline industry has just been blown up. So we asked, what does it look like to buy this house? And Emma came back with some really good information or some, you know, a great journey. But there was one thing that Emma could not have known at all. Like no one could have really known. It was a very like personal thing between me and my husband. And through this difficult time of making a decision, we we kept joking, it will be okay because we'll have a barbecue. We can barbecue. And that's like kind of our thing, right? Like we lived in the UK for 14 years. We had a barbecue. We, we barbecue like five days out of the week, year round. We were like the crazy nutters out there in the cold dead winter in Scotland barbecuing. So when Emma said, I saw this image of a barbecue, I was like, oh yeah, we got to buy the house. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter if shit hits the fan, we are buying the same house. <laughs> but what's so weird for me, what is weird for me in terms of journeying for other people is that I don't know what the message means, right? Because it's a, it's a coded message from spirit to you. 
And so I see the barbecue in the journey because I, I kind of, I see things, information comes to me. I see things, I hear things. And I was like, barbecue, that's really weird. <laughs> weird. But you know, so I've learned now that I just say what I see. I just tell you what I see. And then that had real resonance and it's, it's wild, but because, and, and I could give you so many examples of that in terms of things are right on the button because spirit knows you, right? You are known, you are known and you are loved. And I think that's what's amazing about this journey is it tells you that you are seen and known and that because I think in the fertility journey especially you can feel like the universe is against you and you can feel like there is no hope but actually to know that it's going to be okay you're you're being looked after you're being looked out for someone knows you so much knows your barbecue habit So I want to go back and my journey, there was a point, I think it between my two IVFs, I was working with a load of women and someone got a hold of a psychic, I think she was, like a tarot card reader. Um, she was kind of, she had a very good reputation and everyone started to go to her and I think she was the real deal. And they're like, you should go because they all knew I was dealing with infertility and I wouldn't go because they're like, well, she doesn't tell you bad news. And I said, well, what if she doesn't mention that I'm going to have kids or she sees kids in my future? I will take that as I won't have kids. And at that point, I was just starting my emotional mental journey. And I was just like, I've just gained my hope back. (laughs) Like, I don't want to go and get it squashed. So what would you say to someone like me who has that fear that maybe, you know, because obviously, when you're dealing with infertility and we want to not see the future, but like get some reassurance and then they're not there. Like, what would you say to that? Well, I suppose there's always the opportunity and people do make contact with their children. So that's an amazing. So if you don't go, you miss the opportunity of that. That is amazing, but that can't be guaranteed, of course. But I think my experience is that these are always messages of, love and they are always messages of support and they always so many times now people have said to me thank you so much you know this really has really helped me I've never had someone who said oh no well then I feel worse so I think that I think my feeling is especially on a fertility journey well any in life on life's journey any help support comfort that you can get (laughs) I, I would um I think that's worth tapping into. I think in terms of being fearful about not being a mother, that might be something that you journey with, you know, that fear, that sense of fear and that sense of... I was just going to say, me being able to go back to myself then, I would have said to me, (laughs) her, this isn't about you becoming a mother or not becoming a mother. It's about you growing into the mother you're supposed to become whatever that looks like and that whatever is going to be said is only going to give you the comfort and the strength that you need to do you right now because when you're on this journey of the mental emotional physical diet it is a wild roller coaster that you never get off like once you get on you're on it for life (laughs) the only way you're getting off of it is going back to old habits no so it is amazing And, and i think while we're talking about you know i think that there is i say there is that connect potential to connect with 
your baby and that's an amazing thing and I, I on the fertility journey someone I knew had got had made contact with their birth spirit baby with Walter McCutcheon is that how you could pronounce it when he was still alive and still working and at that point I was like oh I'm not sure I'm going to do that but then my my son since he was tiny really tiny too tiny to know to kind of make this up really said to me that he ch- he chose me that he saw me from heaven as he said and he chose me he gave a very specific it was me or this woman in Italy who chose me and so that he kind of there was a sort of presence and he was with me so I, I think that I believe that I believe that that is available and people certainly can make contact with that um, and that can be an incredible thing I need to make contact with your child before they're here you know incarnated if you like is an amazing thing but again I, I think that that is that's amazing and that's like the the cherry on the top of the cake if you like that that, that actually that sense of making contact with all the support that is around you knowing that you are loved and able to support yourself, reassuring you that the choices you make are okay. Because I think that's a big thing on the fertility journey. Am I doing the right thing? What should I do next? Have I done enough to have have reassurance? Yeah, definitely. You have an amazing project going on right now. Well, not right now because we're pre-recording the episode, but you're getting ready to. And when this goes live, you will be just about starting or in the midst of it. Please tell us what amazing things you are bringing out into the world. So I'm coming out in a big way. So you haven't yeah. talked about it. I'm now just, I'm like, well, this is me anyway. I'm a kind of all or nothing kind of girl. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm out there now. So it's called Sessions with Spirit and it is it's a kind of, don't tell her, but it's kind of ripoff of Oprah and, and Soul Sunday. But in terms of recognizing the spiritual aspect of fertility, and it's, it's a, a series of conversations and support materials that really is going to dig into the bigger spiritual and emotional aspects of the fertility journey. I've got some amazing people who are part of it. Molly Nichols is going to be part of it. Nancy Weiss is part of it. Elizabeth Manning is part of it. Jodie Skye Rogers is part of it. Julie Vaughan is part of it. So these are going to be golden conversations. I am really, really looking forward to it because there's so much experience and so much wisdom there in terms of if you are feeling that there's perhaps some blocks that you want to work on you want to develop this your kind of visualization skills develop the connection with your intuition Devon Baeza is, is going to be on it too in terms of manifesting in the law of attraction and fertility so this is um going to be brilliant even though yeah. I say so myself it is yeah, no I'm super excited for it I will definitely 100% be there because this is part of my journey now these are like the next steps for me so yeah I'm really really excited there'll be links down in the show notes for everyone to register for that and get signed up and it's free right this is a free it's event free. a free Absolutely. live event and then if you miss it there's an opportunity to purchase all the episodes to have forever to rewatch and rewatch because the thing that we both know is that it you need to do it again and again and again and again to get good at it that's the thing and I always at these things you, you kind of hear it but you do need to revisit the material because I think to just process it so yeah and it, so this it will run from the 2nd of August through to September so it will be every Sunday so it's a kind of regular check-in it sounds awesome and tell our listeners where they can find you normally as well and there's my website which is emmabrzinski.com and then I'm also on 
Instagram as Dr. Emma Brzezinski and on Facebook too, more on Instagram than Facebook. So do come and find me. Yes, 100%. I love what you put out and I'm so excited that you are on this amazing venture and you're going to do amazing things and support a lot of women through this. Thank you so much for joining us once again here on Finding Fertility and we will see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Finding Fertility. Remember, you can find all the information and links down in the show notes. If you are loving the Finding Fertility podcast, please leave us a rating and review over on iTunes. Let us know how we are supporting you through these difficult times. And also the rating and reviews help other women just like you to find the podcast and get the information that they need. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and a beautiful week. We will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.